Hi everyone, I'm Dave. And I'm Marvin. It's day 151, and this is God's Big Story. Season 2. It's a story. It's big. Never boring. No way. For his glory. Always. It's God's Big Story. So welcome back, boys and girls. I hope your weekend was a great one, but we are ready to continue our journey through Paul's letter to the Romans. Hi, everyone. Nobody knows what he's gonna ask now. It's Marvin, the friendly, curious cow. So, Marvin, how was your weekend? Oh, yeah, it was great, Dave. Yeah, I went to the movies. Oh, I see. Well, what did you see this time? Oh, I saw this great new movie, Dave. Yeah, it's called Moo Tilda. Yeah, it's a story of a little cow who's super smart, but yeah, she has these horrible parents, and she goes to this school with this scary old headmaster called the Trunchable. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, that sounds a bit like Matilda. Oh, what's that, Dave? Well, it sounds like it's kind of the same story, but, you know, it's a little girl, not a little cow. Oh, you people, you always copy our cow stuff. So... Well, what's the headmaster called in Matilda, Dave? <laughs> Matilda. Oh, it sounds so weird. Well, actually, in Matilda, it's a headmistress. And yeah, her name is Mrs. Trunchable. Uh, see, they didn't even bother changing the name. <laughs> Figures. Yeah, I guess not. Well, Marvin, I'm glad your weekend was fun, but we have work to do. You know what day it is. It's Monday, it's Monday, it's Bible Racing Monday. Where's that first? What's that word? Find it fast and beat the herd. It's Monday, it's Monday, it's Bible Racing Monday. <laughs> okay, Marvin, so still nobody else has claimed a victory. Only Cormac can wear that badge with pride. So, well, let's see if we can keep that going. Where are we racing for today, Marv? Well, Dave, we're going back to the New Testament. And now, did you know that the word moo is not in the Bible? I mean, not anywhere? Oh, well, I probably would have guessed that. Gosh, I wouldn't. Anyway, well, yeah, you can't find moo, but the closest you can get is the word moon. Yeah, so we're going to look for the last moo in the Bible, and you'll find that in Revelation 21.23. Okay, Revelation, right at the end, huh? Well, I've got my Bible here. Yep, and I have my stopwatch. So, Dave, Revelation 21.23, find it in 3, 2, one, go. Okay. Ooh, Revelation 13, 22, 21, 23, there. Oh, that was fast, Marvin. How'd I do? Oh, wow, Dave. I think that's your first sub five. Yeah, that was 4.56 seconds. Okay, well, we'll see. You know the drill, kids. If you beat me, let me know. But, Marvin, let's move on. Time for us to get back to Romans. Okay, yeah, let's do it, Dave. Right. So, last Friday... Paul was talking about how God chooses people. He chose Abraham. He chose Jacob instead of Esau. And, of course, we call the nation of Israel God's chosen people. Okay, yeah, sure thing. And, as Paul said, they weren't chosen because they did anything or because they deserved to be chosen. They had done nothing, in fact. And, you know, if anyone was going to understand that, well, it was Paul. Oh, how do you mean, Dave? Well, just think about Paul's life, Marvin. When we first hear about Paul in the book of Acts, he hated the church. He was hunting down Christians to try and have them all thrown into prison or even killed. He was there holding the coats of the guys who killed Stephen. So how did Paul become a Christian? Did he stop and think about it and figure out that he'd got it wrong? No. 
did someone preach to him or sit him down and explain the gospel and he listened and he understood and believed? No. In fact, Paul had heard Stephen preach before he died. That had done nothing. Did he change his ways? Did he say sorry and start helping Christians instead of persecuting them? Nope, he hadn't done any of these things. He was an enemy of the church through and through. And so, you see, Paul knew that the only reason he was a Christian was because God chose him. God chose to reveal himself to Paul on the road to Damascus. He chose to open Paul's eyes to the truth. Okay, yeah, I see what you mean. So here's the thing. If God chooses people, well, could some people say, hey, you know what? Then it's not our fault if we don't believe. It's God's fault because he didn't choose us. He can't blame us. Oh, yeah. So, you know, that's the question that we're going to hear Paul talk about today. Okay, I see. So, well, what are we listening for, Dave? Okay, so Paul says that a potter makes some pots for special purposes and others for what? Okay, so some for special purposes and others for what? Okay, I got it. Yeah, so who's reading for us this week? Well, actually, Marvin, last week we split one of Deirdre's readings into two, and so that means she gets an extra bonus day this week. Hmm, okay, a little greedy, but I guess that's fine. Hi, Deirdre! Hello, everyone. Our reading is Romans chapter 9, starting at verse 19 and reading to 24. One of you will say to me, Then why does God still blame us? Who can oppose what he wants to do? But you are a mere human being. So who are you to talk back to God? Scripture says, Can what is made say to the one who made it, Why did you make me like this? Isn't the potter free to make different kinds of pots out of the same lump of clay? Some are for special purposes. Others are for ordinary use. What if God chose to show his great anger? What if he chose to make his power known? But he put up with the people he was angry with. They were made to be destroyed. What if he put up with them to show the riches of his glory to other people? Those other people are the ones he shows his mercy to. He made them to receive his glory. We are those people. He has chosen us. We do not come only from the Jewish race. Many of us are not Jews. God says to Hosea, I will call those who are not my people, my people. I will call the one who is not my beloved one, my beloved one. Thanks, Deirdre. Okay, Marvin, so some pots were made for special purposes and some for what? Oh, for ordinary use, Dave. Well, that's like my mom, Dave. You know, we have some dishes we use every day and then others that we only use when someone important comes for dinner. <laughs> yep, that's it. And, you know, the potter knows what he's doing when he makes a pot. And even more so, God knows what he's doing when he makes us. So do we understand everything God does? Well, no, we're not God. We can't. But the fact is, we know that God makes a lot of people who he knows are going to reject Jesus. Despite all that Jesus did, giving up his very life, God knows that those people won't be saved. So, is it God's fault that they won't go to heaven? No, not at all. No more than it was God's fault when Adam and Eve sinned in the Garden of Eden. Or, no more than it's God's fault when we choose to sin today. Okay, yeah, that's all on us, huh? 
Yeah, completely. So boys and girls, we have to ask, well, what do we do with this idea of God choosing or not choosing people? And you know what the answer is? Oh, what, Dave? The answer is we trust. We trust that God knows what he's doing. We trust that the one who made us, the potter, knows a lot more than us, the ones that he made. We trust that God is all the things that he has proved himself to be, that he is good, that he is holy, that he is just, that he is merciful, that he loves us. All those things that we see again and again and again in the Bible, we trust in those things and we leave the rest up to the potter. We trust him. Okay, so leave it up to the boss, huh, Dave? But Dave, I was also thinking, well, you know, how do you know if you're chosen or if someone else is chosen? Well, yes, Marvin, you might read a passage like this and ask that question. But the thing is, that's just not a question we need to ask. I mean, before Paul became a Christian, you would have looked at him and said, there's no way that that's one of God's chosen people. But you'd have been wrong, right? Only God knows how and when he calls his people. So am I chosen? Is someone else chosen? That's just not a good question to ask. The question we should ask ourselves is not, am I chosen or not chosen? The question we ask is much simpler. It's, do I believe in Jesus Christ, the Son of God, who died for my sin and rose again to make me right with God? That's the question that needs to be answered. Because, as Paul tells us in the very next chapter, if we believe and confess that, then we will be saved. So yes, don't ask, am I chosen? Ask, do I believe? And then ask God to help you believe more and more. Believe, boys and girls, and be saved. That simple truth is what we need to know. Okay, gotcha, Dave. So today, boys and girls, as we pray, let's thank God for the gift of faith and ask him to help us believe more and more. You got it, Dave. And that's where we're going to leave it for today, boys and girls. So have a great afternoon. We'll be back tomorrow for another Moose Day Tuesday. Oh, great. Romans Moose Day Tuesday. Here we come. Okay, uh, well, bye, everyone. See you tomorrow. Goodbye. We'll see you soon. God's Big Story is a ministry of Eden Grove Presbyterian Church. Music and jingles by Dave, Josh, and Josh. For more information and further resources, visit woodendonkey.org.